Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. An Erio's original. Hello and welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into the weirdest, strangest, and most mysterious corners of the internet. I'm Ali Siegel. And I'm Melissa Stettin. And oh my God, who's our patron today? Brittany. It's Brittany, Spears. bitch. Yes. <laughs> Brittany Spears. I always knew that you were a fan. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Have you? Did you see her last Instagram post of just her, of her boobs? Tits? Yes. I have no a lot comments. of feelings. Yeah, I have a lot of feelings. And I don't know. My do you feelings, do you, Brittany. You do you, Brittany. Yeah, my feelings about YOLO. Brittany and her Instagram are kind of like... It's complicated. Listen, it, we should do like a mini episode on it. And yeah. just like shoot the shit. Or, or like maybe a Patreon episode where we're just like... We don't know. These are just like our opinions. She's a she's a interesting person. I don't know what's going through her brain, but she's she's definitely she's yeah. an artist. You know, she's an artist, and this is her art. This is her art. I don't think she should be under like a strict conservatorship with, by her no, family, no, 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 who no. is like stealing all her money. She's just but a little she seems, wacky. She's she a little seems wacky. to need some sort of assistance or yeah, you know cool. guidance or something. You know, I she's don't know. Whatever. A mentor. Who knows? A mentor. She needs a, a mentor. And I am ready for you, Brittany. Um, <laughs> all right. Today, we are going to continue Liar Liar Pants on Fire Month. And we are going to look into the mysterious death and then realiving Ooh. of self-published romance author Susan Meachin and the conspiracy that followed. This is exciting because I saw this story, but I, I haven't read anything about it. Yeah, I didn't look into it either until last night and the night before and this morning. And it went <laughs> it went viral in January. 
Yeah. This is when it all kind of went down two years ago. And then in January recently, January 2023, it's, it's a really crazy, bizarre story. Trigger warning for this episode. There's mental health issues, suicide, and bullying. Oh, boy. We will address all of these issues delicately and to the best of our ability. But if at any time we use incorrect language, we apologize in advance, and it is certainly not our intention. Just want to get that out there. Just putting that out there. Please don't yell at us. Yeah, we're trying our best. So now on to our show. So this all went down in January 2023. If you're on Twitter, you would have seen this. People were talking about it, especially book Twitter, and then it just went outwards. Who is Susan Beechin? This information is from a YouTube I watched uh, via Dr. Todd Grande, and then it's also in the New York Times article that she eventually gave. Oh. But yeah, Susan, which Melissa taught me how to get. Behind the, the paywall, paywall, bitches. It's removepaywall.com. Yeah. Which is insane. I never knew that existed. There's a couple different ones. I used a couple different ones before I tried the remove paywall and that one worked. And it's great. I had to use it on Chrome, though, just so everyone knows. Oh. Yeah. So uh, Susan Meachin is from Benton, Tennessee. She dropped out of high school in ninth grade Hmm. to get married. Oh. Yeah, which gives a little bit of background maybe into her education level or her upbringing or what she was Mm -hmm. socialized to really pursue, things like that. Her husband is a truck driver named Troy. He spends a lot of time on the road. So she's kind of like left alone a lot. They have a daughter. Here is the bio from her Amazon books. I've been an avid reader as far back as I can recall. It was a lifeline to transport me from dark moments in life. My preferred genre to read is historical romance. Hmm. So does that... Okay. So I think that Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love getting lost with the bad boys who were earls, kings, (laughs) and such. Same. Yeah. Okay, Darcy. (laughs) When I decided to jump into the ring of author, I had no desire writing the average romance like so many others do. I wanted to make my leads flawed. It is how I came up with the tagline, author of perfectly flawed romances. There's never a guaranteed HEA. I don't know what that means. In any of, oh, actually, I think I get into that later. In any of my books, but they are packed full of emotions and love nevertheless. I do warn if it's not a fairytale ending for the ones who love the sweet reads. I'm a wife, mom, meme, and friend. Maybe she added meme after her little death scandal. I live in the southeastern corner of Tennessee with my husband of 24 years, our two cats, (laughs) and our four snakes. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, that's all I need to know about her. That's all I need to know about you. You got four snakes? You got four snakes. I know everything Everything about you. (laughs) This makes perfect sense now. If you don't see me running around online, then I'm normally off creating a world for others to enjoy. And you'll see, like, Susan lives in a world of fantasy, whether it's writing her fantasy books or just being online all the time. Right. She can't really distinguish fantasy from reality. Oh, And we'll talk later about her mental health issues, which Mm -hmm. kind of exacerbate this. But if you've ever seen an episode of Catfish, where there's people who have 30 Catfish accounts, 
and yeah. they can't even like keep track of which person they are anymore. It's like who that one, to. one person who had that whole family on yes. Facebook. Yes. That's it's crazy. a little bit reminiscent of that kind of vibe. Yeah. If you'd like, you can stalk me on any social media outfit, blah, 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 outlet, blah, 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 blah. So she has, I think it, she wrote like 14 books in under three years. Whoa. Uh, lo- love to last a lifetime, losing him and finding you, chance encounter, smoky mountain love. These are all self-published on Amazon? Yeah, big time. And we'll talk about self-publishing in just a second because I learned something that really motivated me. Oh. Um, there's also a lot of people one star bombed it. Oh. Her okay. books are uh, apparently not great. I didn't have a chance to read one of them. Yeah, I mean, 14 books in three years, you know, that's, yeah. that's quantity over quality. So there's this man named Todd Grande, Dr. Todd Grande. He breaks down viral stories from a psychiatric perspective and then says kind of why he thinks they happen. Play the second video of this is how he describes Susan's writing. Hidden messages in the titles. For example, stolen moments may refer to the experience of the readers, like reading the book was stealing moments of their lives. Close encounters could have referred to how being abducted by aliens would have been more pleasant than reading the book. Damn. And Susan had another book titled Losing Hope, which could refer to the reader losing hope that the book would ever end. And number two... (laughs) Damn, roasting her. For a psychiatrist to say in breaking down this story. Yeah, also given what this story ends up being about. Anyways, so she started writing romance novels from home as an escape when her husband was on the road so much. And I'm sure she missed that intimacy and things like that. Over three years, she self-published 14 books and was an active member on the romance writing community on social media, which I learned is called Romance Landia. Oh, which I think would make a fun TV show or documentary. Romance Landia. Is that like on Facebook? I think it's like a Facebook, but also that's what they call, I think, the like Reddit, Twitter, Facebook, oh, like everything of, in general. All of the romance. Yeah, stuff. it's just Romance Landia. Wow. Apparently, there is a ton of drama in Romance Landia. Is, is, there, is there ever not drama in any of these communities? <laughs> Yeah, whether it's the comedy community or anything, there's always drama. Anything. In any community. This the knitting community. Yeah. Oh, I mean, don't get me started. (laughs) She said the dramatic nature of the community aggravated her condition. And her condition was bipolar disorder. Oh. She said she had trouble distinguishing the real world uh, from her fiction writing and that the fiction community would sometimes lead her to manic episodes. Oh. Both her yikes. writing and kind of mm-hmm. negative feedback that she got. Her psychiatrist, Dr. Nansen Liu, confirmed with her per- permission, uh, this is via the New York Times article, that she is under... Uh, his treatment for bipolar disorder, and that she has been prescribed medication for anxiety, depression, and psychosis. That's something to take into consideration while hearing the story. Okay. Occasionally, Susan would talk like the characters from her books. Oh. So she would fully... What's that that method acting or whatever? Yeah, she would go full method. (laughs) 
while she was writing. <laughs> like like how Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Cage called it shaman, shamanic acting. Shamanic acting. Did you, Have yeah. you watched both episodes of the other two? You mean our, our favorite show? The, yes. <laughs> Episode two has like the, the method acting. Yes, it's the best this show. It's the funniest now. show I've ever seen. I can't is, believe how funny. <laughs> if you're not watching it, you have to watch the it's other two. It's so good. It's on HBO. All, all three seasons are so it's amazing. It's so funny. It's just so weird. And <laughs> it's so good. I don't even, it's just so good. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> so occasionally Susan would talk like the characters from her books, and her husband Troy would be like, what's going yeah. on here? This is interesting. So allegedly, one day, Susan's daughter found Susan semi-conscious, and Troy told her daughter to announce on Facebook that Susan was dead. So the dad told the daughter. This is what Susan is alleging. Oh, okay. In hindsight. Oh, okay. okay. Because, I mean, spoiler alert, we've already said Susan comes back. Yes, 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 yes. She alleges that. Her husband told her daughter to announce on Facebook that Susan was dead. And she says that the intention of her family was that they thought Susan finally needed to cut ties with the community for good. So they thought that if they said Susan was dead, that it would finally cut ties with it. So they were trying to like help her. Yes. Okay. But supposedly this is what Susan said. Yes, but it gets a little weird. Okay. So let's just talk, let's take a quick detour and let's talk about romance novels in general, because apparently that's where the cash is. Yeah. <laughs> there, I was looking at the New York Times bestseller list. Yeah. It, it's all romance novels. It's really crazy. It, yes. And I remember my both my grandmas always used to read romance novels. Yeah. I think that's kind of the demo. Yeah. But the author of Fifty Shades of Grey, E.L. Mm-hmm. E. James, made $95 million in one year alone. Whoa. When those books were popular. Danielle Steele mm-hmm. is worth an estimated $390 million. Damn. And this is from the website Book Riot. It's unquestionable that romance books sells. A $1.44 billion in sales per year. Damn. And for self-published romance authors, so that's like um, who we're talking about today, from like Susan or the other people in this community, you can make ten thousand up to ten thousand dollars a year just writing these books and putting them on Amazon. Yeah, I mean that's not nothing. Yeah, I mean if you're doing this as like a side gig, yeah, or side if you're gig, yeah, a stay-at-home mom who just yeah. wants to make some you know, cash for doing whatever. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, Melissa. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like some vacation cash, you know, some target money. Who knows? All right. So they say Susan, Her. it's posted that Susan is dead. Right. Via The Guardian. This is from The Guardian. Uh, In 2020, the romance, romance Landia, is shocked by the news that self-published romance novelist Susan Meachin has passed away. It's said in the post that she had died by suicide due to bullying from other writers in the community. In 2020. Yes. It's it's hard because all these websites are now shut down. Like, they don't exist anymore. Oh. But there keeps being posts on 
the on the Facebook page. There's a post on Meachin's page. It says, author Susan Meachin left this world behind Tuesday night for bigger and better things. Please leave us alone. We have no desire in this messed up industry. And then on October 23rd, another post said, sorry, thought everyone on this page knew my mom passed away. Dead people don't post on social media. What? The daughter was, I guess, continuing to post, although people think now that it was just Susan posting. Pretending to be the daughter. Yes. It's like a lot of information and like the timeline's really crazy. So Susan had had kind of a roller coaster with mental health in the past. She had had a rough few weeks prior to her quote unquote death. I guess in August, someone in the family had called the police because they thought Susan uh, would harm herself. On September 10th, Mr. Uh, Meachin Troy was away uh, doing one of his like truck hauls. The daughter stopped to check on the mother and found Susan apparently semi-conscious having taken a large dose of Xanax, enough to make her limp like a noodle not cognitive or responsive. Oh, no. So that's apparently how she was in real life. So was she trying to die by suicide? I Oh, because she I took mean, a bunch I of Xanax. Yeah, I, I don't huh. know. And it's hard to know whether or not any of this is true or not. Because this is all according to Susan. Yeah, this is all according okay. to Susan and the family. So then the the daughter allegedly says... She also posts saying, like, buy my mom's book, you know, because, you know, in honor, in honor of her death, buy my mom's book. book. Okay. And also, apparently, Susan was uploading videos on TikTok for this whole time, on this whole time, (laughs) like on a, on like a secret TikTok page, like videos of like her and like, you know, like dog faces and, and all the filters and things like that. What? (laughs) Yes. Oh, no. Susan's family also took money to plan her funeral. So they did like a GoFundMe. Susan's family did a GoFundMe on the Facebook to plan her funeral and a memorial. Uh And all of her friends on all of her quote unquote, like friends online were donating money Mm. to help out the funny to help out the family and plan a funeral and a memorial. So it wasn't just that they were trying to disconnect her from the writing community, which they had initially said was the issue because they continued posting on the Facebook. Right. They continue publicizing her books and they were trying to collect money from the readers. (laughs) Susan. (laughs) Initially, I was like, well, I get what they're doing. You know, she was having a mental health crisis and they wanted to just make sure that she would never go on the internet again because it was so detrimental to her. But they continued going on the internet and trying to profit from it and then also take money from people, you know? She also, Susan Meachin, it was found out, created a fake name and returned to her Facebook fan page just to see what people were saying about her. Oh, no. She created a new identity, TN Steel, and would comment. Yeah, I was like... "Uh." So you're just like Danielle Steele. Like, this is so weird. And she would comment and read posts. And she perpetuated this conversation that people were bullying her. And that's why things were so bad. 
Oh, she was like, oh, well, you guys were bullying Susan. That's why. Yes. And she was also throwing specific people under the bus. Oh, okay. And so then the people she was throwing under the bus would then get bullied as well. So she was throwing this woman, Samantha Cole, under the bus, who she was friends with. And then this woman, Samantha Cole, started getting a lot of hatred and things like that. So it was this weird drama that was occurring around Susan's death. Let's take a quick break for announcements. Webcrawlers has a Patreon to get access to bonus episode shoutouts, merch discounts, and more. Please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become one of our bimbo patrons. And I am finally going to Vegas tomorrow and this weekend. Woo! Yes, finally. And I googled haunted places in Las Vegas. And there's all these ghost stories from like the Luxor and Bally's and which I think is now the horseshoe and MGM and like the mobster museum and things like that. So, Oh yeah. I'll so do- many dead people. So many dead people in, in that Vegas. lake. Isn't that amazing? What was that lake? They kept finding bodies in. Oh shit. Well, well I know it's like, in the Hoover the- Dam, but there was a drought lake, and it kept getting lower and lower. They would just find bodies. James told us about it. Yes. Yes. Lake, uh, I probably won't go there. Lake, lake Mead. Mead? Yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's filled back up now. Damn it! <laughs> all the rain. Because I would have, I would have excavated like an archaeologist. <laughs> yes. I would have gone down there and tried to find human remains for the Patreon with your little but, brush. Any- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your Jurassic Park brush. My, yeah, I was gonna say like the little kit you get as a kid, like for Christmas, oh, yeah. <laughs> a magnifying glass. Yeah, <laughs> just wearing like khakis, cargo oh. pants. Tell my boyfriend just like one more hour, <laughs> one more hour. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I'm gonna film some stuff from Vegas. This uh, maybe I'll bring my EF, my EFT. Is that what it's called? The the mm, EMF, EMF. Yeah, my EMF reader. Oh, EFT is like that thing you do for post traumatic stress. Oh, yeah, you the do ta- like the tapping, tapping. EFT tapping. Yeah. Um, all right. So, anyways, if you're a patron, you'll get access to that. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you give us a five-star review, we will shout you out. And as usual, Eros has a hotline. 626-604-6262. Memorize it so you can call us from jail. It's really been popping off. We're getting tons of voicemails again. So please keep them coming. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too 
like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Now, back to our program. So then, years later, in January of 2023, Susan Meechan posts on her Facebook page. <laughs> back from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> BTW, I'm back. The pace, the Facebook page, by the way, it's called The Ward. Um, and it's her like fan page that I guess is part of this romance that everyone comes to. So Susan writes, I debated on how to do this a million times and still not sure if it's right or not. There's going to be tons of questions and a lot of people leaving the group, I'd guess. But my family did what they thought was best for me, and I can't fault them for it. I almost died again at my own hand, and they had to go through all that hell again. Returning to the ward doesn't mean much, but I am in a good place now, and I'm hoping to write again. Let the fun begin. Uh, if I saw that, I'd be like, huh? Like, what does this mean? Yeah, and everyone was like, what? Like, isn't she's been dead for two years. Like what's going on? I contributed money to pay for her funeral. Let the fun begin. Not like, yeah, Oh, I'm like she's sorry. So casual about it. <laughs> so then her friend who's been bullied, who's been being bullied for allegedly bullying her Susan right. into taking her own life responds saying, I'm not sure where to start. Last night, I got a message from Rhonda, Rhonda Butterbow. Like, also, who's that? Who's Rhonda? <laughs> All of this seems fake. Asking <laughs> if I remember Susan Meachin. Of course I did. Because, I mean, like, three, two, three years have gone by. Yeah. Like, your life moves on. Yeah. And within the hour, I was horrified, stunned, livid, and felt like I'd been kicked in the gut and the chest at the same time. I'm still stick, sick to my stomach, and it's gotten worse. In September of 2020, Susan Meachin's daughter, supposedly it was her daughter, signed into her mother's profile and announced that Susan had taken her own life. Devastation from her friends, fellow authors, and readers followed. Allegedly, she'd been bullied in the book world to the point of suicide. What followed was rants from said daughter about how horrid the book world had been to Susan and the family wanted nothing to do with the book world from that point on. However, they wanted to honor their mother's memory by publishing the last book she wrote, which they did. Friends, authors, and readers shared the release. We grieved for the loss of the woman we considered a friend. I personally was harassed by another author who loves to create drama. T.M. Steele. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Um claiming I was one of the authors who bullied Susan and drove her to suicide. I was heartbroken when I realized it had been a few months since I chatted with Susan in the PMs and wish I'd reach out sooner. And maybe it would have made a difference for her to know there are people who supported her. Like imagine that trauma. Yeah. Last night, a post was made in Susan's old reader group, the ward from Susan. And she starts like talking about like, her, and now all Susan's of a sudden post. Susan's back from the dead. Wow. So apparently Susan's family hadn't only taken money from the funeral. In 2019, um, 
before Susan disappeared, apparently there was a fundraiser for, they did a fundraiser for Susan to get experimental treatment for a kidney issue they said she had. Oh boy. There was another Kickstarter they did for her husband to get a mass removed from his head. Oh boy. So it's like, who knows if any of these were actually real or if they're just. Oh no. Scammers. Yeah. So then someone wrote, In the Facebook group, this woman, Candace Adams, said, Okay, serious question. Are you going to pay back all the authors who donated to the charity auction for your funeral, or should we retain lawyers for fraud now? Oh, shit. Susan responded, FYI, there was no fundraiser for me. What? Yeah, there was. Yeah, Candace responds, Susan, there was a charity auction to pay for your funeral. To which I and many others donated to. Do not make this another lie. There was no fundraiser. What are you talking about? Fundraiser? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, what the fuck are you? You can't just lie and say this oh didn't happen. God. Like, we were part of this. Like, there's receipts. so crazy. <laughs> so, uh, where's my text? So, there's all these crazy conversations, too. Okay. So, then Samantha privately messaged Susan. Samantha said, what the fuck is going on Uh, with a bunch of question marks? Susan said, nothing. I simply want my life back. My family was in a bad place and did what they thought was best for me. Susan said, and again, this is Susan's language. So if it's incorrect, our apologies. By telling everyone you committed suicide, how is that the right thing to do in any situation? Your friends, author friends, and readers grieve for you. I was harassed by Dylan Cross telling people I was one of the bullies who drove you to kill yourself. Uh, Dylan Cross is another person in the community who may or may not be Susan. (laughs) Oh, I'm stunned and appalled that anyone would do this. I personally know people who took their own lives. People I worked next to for years without ever knowing they were fighting demons. I cried when I heard you had allegedly taken your life. I felt so bad we hadn't spoken for a few months in the chats. I felt like I was kicked in the gut last night and wanted to throw up when I heard your post. Who the hell pretends that a loved one committed suicide? Was it really your daughter making these posts? Most most of which seems to have disappeared, calling out the bullies that drove you to suicide. Do you even have a daughter? I've spoken so to several Good people question. who Yeah. I've spoken to several people who knew you two years ago, people who considered you a friend, and they are just dumbfounded. How can you think the book world will just be like, oh, you're alive. Welcome back. I mean That's crazy. Yeah. I love that she's very like nonchalant about it. She's like, whatever, get over it. Yeah. It's <laughs> bizarre. So she doesn't realize that you're not supposed to do that. So it's illegal. Right. So <laughs> apparently she did other stuff. People would commission her to make romance covers and art. And she would just steal art from the internet. And she also stole art from Disney and would just make covers <laughs> and sell it to people. Oh, no. Yeah. And then people were like, I want my money back. Like, I got a copyright notice for this art that you made me. It's like Cinderella um, on the cover. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, uh, so other writers after this whole situation were not in the mood for fun, like <laughs> Susan thought this was going to be. Describing deep feelings of betra- uh, betrayal. This is from the New York Times. They have called for her to be prosecuted for fraud, 
yeah. alleging that she faked her death to sell books or solicit cash donations. They have reported her to the FBI Cyber Crimes Unit mm. and the local sheriff and vowed to shun her for life. Mm. Some have questioned whether she even exists in real life. Oh, bizarre. Yeah. yeah. That is weird. So she finally gave a interview to the New York Times. Again, doesn't really take responsibility. Yeah, it just seems like she, she's just like, whatever. Yeah, it's no big deal. Sorry. Yeah, like it's just some vacation she went on. She <laughs> says, I think it's a very dangerous mix-up, especially if you have mental illness. I would log on and get in, and at some point in the day, my two worlds would collide, and it would be hard to differentiate between the book world and the real world. It was like they would sandwich together. I'm sorry for their mourning, but from a legal standpoint, I did nothing wrong. Morally, I might have done something wrong, but legally, there's nothing wrong. Morally, I might have done something wrong. Oh, yeah. I sent you two videos from that Todd guy. Yeah. You play the first one. I think that's where he kind of breaks down psychiatric wise what's going on. Her books were self-published and suffered from a number of problems. A lot of people can technically write what they would call a book, but that doesn't mean they have the skill expected of an author. I looked at two of her books. One was titled Stolen Moments and the other Close Encounters. I read as much as I could tolerate, which was not a lot. It became clear fairly quickly why Susan struggled to make any money. There's really no nice way to describe the writing quality in her books. It was more like a collection of words. Many, many words. It felt like a never-ending supply of words. <laughs> These words. Damn. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think that's satire. I don't really understand how this guy's a, a psychiatrist and this is the way he breaks down things. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the way I guess people really talked about her work. And yeah. I think when you already have a pre-existing mental condition – and you're in this kind of community that's probably very competitive and yeah. uh, people talk to one another like that. And there's a lot of drama and probably gossip. And you're involved in this world of fantasy that you're doing all day long on the side. It seems like she just couldn't distinguish the real from the fake and just yeah. kind of wrote herself into a novel. Yeah. Maybe conti- continues not to be able to realize that what she did isn't okay in the real world. Um, yeah. I think she's kind of, she seems to be a little bit entertained by it. Yeah. Anyways, I remember that, was it Olivia Newton-John's husband or boyfriend had also faked his own death? And he was found years later on like an island. Oh, right. Who was that? People will be faking their deaths. I Googled it and it's more people than you think. People trying to get out of like money problems. Patrick McDermott? Yeah. I guess he disappeared and they thought that he was lost at sea. And he was found in Mexico later. He had moved to Mexico with his money. Wow. After being missing for 12 years. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's bananas. But so 10, I I found this article on Insider, 10 weirdest cases of people faking their own deaths. (laughs) 
yeah, this guy, Raymond Roth, an unemployed telecommunications (laughs) manager, (laughs) faked his own drowning on July 28th, only to be stopped for speeding in Southern California. Wow. Marcus Schranker used a plane crash to fake his own death. He was a financial advisor from Indiana who was caught up in legal, financial, and marital problems, decided to fake his own death. Hedge fund manager Samuel Israel III fake suicide and quoted the theme from MASH? What? Israel was riding high in the 1990s when his company Bayou Funds capitalized on rising technology stocks. He lost millions in investor money to hide his failure. He created a bogus accounting firm to audit company financials. He became addicted to painkillers. Oh, boy. Rather than the prison sentence, Israel faked his own suicide, writing the word suicide is painless on his car, which he left parked on Bear Mountain. I mean, yeah, I guess that's one way to do it. You just leave a note and then you just disappear. This is crazy. And then people assume you died. A Tennessee lawyer reportedly faked his own murder and then posed as the murderer. What? (laughs) How does that make sense? Music Row attorney William Groth, this is all from the insider, by the way, uh, business insider. I'm just reading it. Music Row attorney William uh, Groth called Nashville's emergency communication center, claiming to be the man who murdered William Groth oh. after his car was found in a park in 2008. I killed him. Goodbye. Oh, so he was, but he then he like went on the lamb, I guess. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a good, okay, I get what he did now. That took my brain a second. Anyways, uh, people people faking their deaths, I people guess, is a thing. People faking their deaths. I wonder how many people who are dead now, or at least people think are dead now, are still alive somewhere. <laughs> Elvis. Tupac. Elvis. Tupac. They're all... Marilyn. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're all somewhere on an island. <laughs> yeah, they're not dead. They're somewhere. There's people who claim to see Tupac all the time, aren't there? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, if you have, if you're in the romance writer community, sorry, I have to burp. (laughs) Keep that in. If you're in the romance writer community, if you know anything about faking your death or the logistics of it, um, (laughs) Melissa, if you know how, if you know how, because we're curious for a front, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Melissa, where can people reach us? You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com. All right. Well, I am Allie Siegel. I'm Melissa Stettin, and that's all, folks. Goodbye. An Elio's original. Powered by ACAST. 
and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.